In this unique podcast, I speak to people who have actually experienced one or more past lives. Some have also visited their life between lives, which is also known as the afterlife. Come with me now to learn what can happen in a past life regression, what a past life experience is like, how it unfolds, and how it impacts on our current lives. Today we have with us Julie, my guest, who is different to all the other guests that we've had on this podcast. And the reason is because Julie wrote to me and about a book that I'd written, uh, Other Lives, Other Realms, and telling me how it had changed things for her. So Julie, thank you so much for being on the show, the podcast today. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. I'm really excited that you're here because uh, you're a nurse and you're still studying and you are into this spiritual stuff, <laughs> let's say, very much. And it was just a delight to receive that email from you pointing out how that book had um, impacted you in some ways. Yes, very much. Great. So to start off, we might just, we'll go to that later, but right now we might uh, just get an idea of your history as a spiritual sort of focused person? Because I, I like to ask, where did you get that perspective from? So can you tell us a little bit about that? I was born straight into it. <laughs> my, mother had, <laughs> my mother had a gift and I, I had all kinds of weird things happen from as long as I can remember. And um, I've seen so many things that people would not believe I've seen. Um, it just, I think it was actually genetic, if you want to ask me, I'm not sure. Well, it probably is because that does happen, you know, like people. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I've got clients who've got family who've, you know, had that spiritual perspective or have that gift. And, yeah, it does seem to go down the line. And I remember reading a book years ago, and somebody was complaining about their difficult past life. This woman, I can't remember her name. Um, she's passed now, but she was a gifted medium. And the guide said to her, we looked everywhere for somebody who could do this. And it just happened to be a family that had some abuse in it. And so the sort of the abuse came with the gift. And so they were sort of saying yeah. it's really difficult to find people who have this lineage. Yes, it, right. it, it, the, it, the abuse does come with the gift. It does. Yeah, so it happened for you too. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> happened for me as well. I, did, I didn't even recognize the gift for a long time. But my mother was always psychic as well. So isn't that interesting? But you sound like you were really, really was happening to you from a very early age. Oh, yes, it was. Yeah. So Very early. And I love the story that you told me in, in the email where you talked about um, – being at school when you were five years old. Can you tell us about that? Well, I was five years old and I was in school one day and the teacher was passing around a small, probably about um, maybe 10 inch globe that you could turn up the earth, that you could turn around and look at the where everything's at on the earth. And, and when it got to me, I, I turned it around with, I was playing with the little girl sitting next to me 
And as I turned around and I saw Egypt and I put my hand on it and something happened and I went, oh my gosh, I'm that's where I'm from. And I knew right away that that was where I was from. And I told the little girl sitting next to me, that's where I'm from. And of course you're five. Everybody's like, oh, okay. <laughs> you yes. know, they don't think too much about it. And I sat back in my chair and all of a sudden I saw kind of to my left, I couldn't get my eyeballs straight to these people, but I could see them standing right here. I had a wife and a daughter that was, I think she was going to get married. She was a late teen in her late teens. And I went, whoa, what's happening here? And I start to panic. And I said, oh my gosh, I got to get back to my family. This is my family. I've got to get back to my family. And I, my heart started beating. I started going, I moved my chair sideways. And then Another thing came in and I and I realized, oh, my gosh, I forgot. I How did I forget? I had two other children. I have a little boy and a little girl that are much younger. They were probably seven or eight. And I don't know their names. I don't know anybody's names, but I could see them. And I was like, how did I forget about those two? Those are my kids. And then I turned my my uh, head, my chair up again this way. And I was just trying to absorb all this as a five-year-old, knowing without doubt that this is who I am. I'm not this little girl. I'm this man and I've got to get home. And I could see my brother and my uncle on the left. And then over here was my father. And I thought, oh my gosh, what is this? Why am I here? I've got to go home. I've got to tell my mom that she has to help me go home to my real family. And that was uh, that was pretty much about it, and I never forgot it. Wow, it stayed with you. Because apparently, yes. apparently a lot of children do remember past lives, as we know uh, from the University of Virginia, Dr. Ian Stevenson. Have you heard of him? I, I read his book. Yeah, wow. So he re- he investigated so many children who remembered their past lives, but a lot of them forgot them uh, yes. eventually, but you've stayed with you. Yeah. Oh, no, it, it stayed. It stayed. Yeah. You said in your book about uh, everyone thinks they're Cleopatra. Well, when a little bit, few years later, I had seen a magazine in my home and it had the pictures of King Tut's, all his gold and all his things there and I thought hmm that I feel like that belongs to me and I thought no that probably wasn't mine but I feel like it is and that stayed with me an entire lifetime as well even though I don't think I was King Tut and I don't think I was Cleopatra but I understand how people think they are because when I was little yes I thought I thought well that that I feel like that's mine that those items you know the beds and yeah. Well, it's hard to know for sure because there must be somebody who was Cleopatra and King Tut. But um, what I was saying in that book was that that's the common uh, knowledge, you know, about that. Like even just recently when I was in America, uh, somebody mm-hmm. said to me, and did something about, did you think you were, you know, a king or something like that? I said, I've, I haven't had anybody who thinks that, you know, in the thousands yeah. that I've, regressions I've done. I haven't had anybody who's been super, super powerful and recognize that you know most of us yes haven't well somebody has been but most of us haven't anyway uh yeah that's what i was trying to point out that in the regressions we don't usually get that we get 
more ordinary lives like the one you had when you were a man and there was this feeling yes. of wanting to get home and and remembering your children. So right. strong emotions. The other thing that I, I you mentioned to me just before was um, before we started here about your magic shows. I thought that was really interesting. <laughs> so this is this, this. It's hard to believe that could happen, but it sounds like it did. Can you tell us about that? That was pretty interesting. Sure. Um, I used to do a little magic show for the children in the neighborhood and I'd put chairs in the front room and I'd take one of my mother's scarves and I'd put it in a brown paper bag, like a lunch, a lunch sack, just drop it in and I'd go shake, shake, shake with the bag. And then I'd reach in and pull it out and it'd be in about probably 20 knots tied, just knot after knot after knot after knot. And then I, everybody go, wow, how'd you do that? We we're just all little kids. And I didn't know how I did it. I just put the scarf in the bag and shook it. And then it would pull it back out and it'd be no knots in it at all. And I thought, I wonder who's doing this. But <laughs> <laughs> the other kids, they asked me that too. Who's, how did you do that? And I would just smile because I knew that that, that scarf was going to come knotted and unknotted after I shook that bag. Yeah. Yeah, well, we just talked about that before, and I think that you were doing it at <laughs> some part of your <laughs> being. And, well, you believed it, didn't you? You believed that they were going to go into knots. Oh, I did. I I knew it because it happened every time. Yeah, it yeah. happened every time. So we we uh, we create our reality, and you've just got that mm -hmm. gift to be able to create that one. But then I think we're all doing that actually in our lives, Julie. I think we're all tying our lives in knots, and then I <laughs> them. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I think it's very symbolic of what we do do down here. Right. <laughs> so yeah. it sort of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so this past life you had, like, so after that past life, did you say anything to your mother? Um, what happened about that? Like, how did it, did it affect you any other way in your, your life, the, the remembering that I, as a five-year-old? It did. Um, I had a huge attraction to Egypt and e Egyptian artifacts and anything Egypt I could get my hands on. At one point, I bought a book and I taught myself to read the hieroglyphics and I studied a lot about it. It, it, it really did affect my life a lot. It really did. I think it would have, honestly, um, it may have been even better for me to not have remembered because Egypt was always right there in the background somewhere throughout my entire life. Right. And what about now? How do you feel about that life? Is it anything left over that needs resolving or does it feel peaceful? You know, I, I feel like, I feel like I, I still need to find out there's some missing pieces with that. I have a strong draw to pursue that and find out, what happened in that life. And I believe that that life has a huge impact on whatever I'm doing now, but I don't know what that is. So it's made a big difference in your life then? Yes. Oh, yes. And I believe that it, it has pulled me my whole life through no matter what situation I have been through. It was always right there in the background. It's like I need to, to know something from that life that's very important but i can't 
I, I don't know what it is. And that's why I would like to um, be regressed and go back into that to see why that has pulled me in an entire lifetime since I was a child. Yeah. Into right. the, Yeah. Well, when you're ready, we'll do that. We'll do okay. that when you're ready. That yeah. sounds good. Yeah, we'll find out. We might even do another podcast after that. When we <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, so um, that sounds very interesting. So it's still there a little bit. It's still hanging around, and maybe there's something that needs resolving there because that's often what I find when people come to me. I think there is. I really do. Or why would it be there so strongly? It's not just a tiny little fragment in the background. It's huge, and it's always been weighing me down. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Okay, no well, we'll, we'll we'll sort that out and we'll find out what okay. happened. And then right. uh, people can watch out for us sharing some of that perhaps later on. Okay, great. Because you're great doing this. It's great talking to you. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. So, yeah, so that was really interesting that you did the magic show and it really worked. And, you know, did they touch the knots, the kids? Did they actually have feel the scarf and? prove that the knots were there yes they some of the children would take the scarf put it in the bag and shake and it wouldn't come out knotted and they'd be like how did you do that how did you do that i'm not coming over here anymore (laughs) (laughs) so that so it was a bit magical and so this has come down your line then your mother and your i think you said your grandmother they had this spirituality this gift as well well but it sounds to me from what you mentioned um earlier that it can get a bit overwhelming so sounds like you know do you want to share a bit about that what happened with your mom with her gift well they my mother got into all this because of my godmother Um, my godmother was working with the catholic priests in california and they were he- doing healings on people and all kinds of things that would have been considered to be, um, they would put you in a nut house back then for that. Yeah. And they would go out and do these uh, kind of things to help people and heal people. And uh, there was some mediumship in it to where they would uh, ha- go to somebody who's in dire need to speak to a, a person who had just passed over. They would do all these things and it was hush, hush. They didn't, it wasn't anything that was broadcasted. The church would contact them when they couldn't do something with certain people that, you know, give them the help they needed. They would contact them and they would go to the scene and do it. And so I was, as being a a small child at the time, I sometimes was drug around with them (laughs) because I wasn't in school and I got to witness a lot of these happenings. And eventually uh, things started to go downhill with my mother. She, they believed in the devil back then, and she started to have voices in her head that would uh, tell her things that were going to happen before. And in fact, one time, my when my brother was small, he got into an old refrigerator outside and shut the door, and he was locked in there, and he was suffocating. So he's locked in this refrigerator outside. I remember that used to happen sometimes. I remember that with mm-hmm. kids, and they would suffocate, yeah. Yeah, and, and the voice, in the beginning, the voice would start telling her good things like that. You know, go save, you know, your child is in the refrigerator, the door's locked, go now. And, and then it turned into what she described to me as being sort of a, not wicked, that's but 
a more aggressive um, type of a voice. And it started to do things like tell her Jane is at the door. And then all of a sudden, ding dong, the doorbell rings and Jane is standing at the door. (laughs) And things like that started to happen. So it scared her to death. She thought she was possessed and she never would tell me everything because she said she made a deal with God. If they would help her through this, she would never talk about it or or do anything um, in this world at all ever again. Like nothing spiritual, do you mean? She wouldn't do anything. Yes. Yeah, she'd she'd let it all go. Yeah. Out of it. Nothing. She can do nothing in it. So. Uh, so she was uh, reluctant to really talk to me about a lot of it. And I nagged her for a long time, but she didn't. But um, it scared her so badly that she went to the Catholic priest and asked him to do a exorcism on her. They determined that she was not possessed, but she wouldn't let it go. She was 100 percent sure she was. So she went to the Episcopalian priest named Father Stu, and he ended up going to the Catholic priest for her and convincing them to do this exorcism and they did it and when they were done we became episcopalians (laughs) okay wow so she had this gift but then the the devil sort of she she started she believed in the devil and it that sort of got her waylaid in a way yes so what's your thoughts on that then like um does the devil exist No, the devil does not. But back then, I was convinced the devil did exist because that's how I grew up with all the, you know, the fire and brimstone, as you say. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's what I got (laughs) when I went to church young and I had, you know, some horrible sort of dreams, thoughts and things Mm -hmm. coming through and dark energies. And yeah, at one stage when I, you could, you can imagine somebody really losing it, like losing their mind with all of that if if they sort of yes. believed into it and hooked into it yes yeah. yeah yes i believed in the devil for probably most of the life until i first found michael newton's books and read those wow and then i i knew I was like, okay, I suspected there was no devil. Now I know it for sure. This is real. I know this because some of this stuff happened to me. Okay, good. And that cleared that up for you. I knew without doubt. I suspected anyway. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, because it's, mm-hmm. it, there, we create it. Like we're creating so much, like the knots that you created, the knots we yeah. create in our lives. <laughs> You know, we're creating this stuff, but then we are vulnerable children who, peop, you know, those religions can put all this dark stuff into you, yes. your head, yes. and it can hang in there when oh, yeah. things go wrong. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Well, so you got clear of that. <laughs> yes. That's really and I cool. tried. I tried everything to get my mother to read those books before she passed, and she would not do it. She said, Well, no, that's because she made that deal and she got a piece. Yes. And so yes. you can understand that. She got the piece. Yes. I'm not going to open that book, like that door or that book or whatever. Again. Yes. So yes. I'm sure she's fine now. Have you had any contact with her? No, she passed away. She passed in. But uh, since, since she passed. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, I have actually. There's yeah. been uh, many things that have happened uh, right on 
my eyelids, not even in a dream or anything. For me, it's a lot of people that these kind of weird things happen when they go to sleep and they dream it. But for me, I get the dreams. But not only that, I'll lay down, close my eyes, and it's playing right there. So I just, yes, right there in my closed eyelids. So she's come um, and told me different things in life. Um, there was one particular incident and I've had, this has happened to me more than once where she came and she, as she's talking, I see this, this, the only way I can describe it is like a, uh, a funnel cloud right here. And as she's talking, it's going away. And I thought, oh, okay, somebody doesn't want me to hear this. So they're taking it away as she's saying it. And that has happened more than one time. Where I, I feel like I asked her, you know, maybe some questions of the future and things. And she did come and she was talking to me, but then they were taking it out. Well, it, it, may, be, it may be that, you know, it's I, what I believe is we can, uh, can know these things, but then knowing things can be difficult because we've got to integrate them. And, and they, like, I, I just in my life, I remembered abuse from my childhood that I blocked out. And I had a breakdown. Yeah. Like it, I was months, I, I couldn't work. I was a mess for a long time. So the truth, like the truth came to me and the truth was hard to integrate and come to terms with. And so what I believe, I've seen that in my clients sometimes, you know, if they, they think they want to know something, but do you really want to know? And if you don't really right. want to know, it's not going to come because it's going to be disturbing. Okay. So you know, this is the thing, being strong enough to know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, and that's a lifetime journey too. Like that's untying those knots and seeing what the truth is. Sometimes like a lot right. of us, the price of the truth, if you like, or the cost is high because then you've got to live with it. Just say you did know some negative things are going to happen in the world. Um, right. You, that, that's in your mind and you've got to live with it. So maybe it wasn't your guides were making a judgment perhaps or your higher self no we're not ready to deal with right. that we've got other things we've got to do that's my guess anyway that's what i'm learning as i go along with all these regressions i'm doing right yeah does that make sense to you yeah yes it does i i'm gonna go back later and and uh think it out and and i kept kept journals for so long because i had so many things happen and paranormal and all kinds of things. So I've been keeping journals for so long. I'm going to go back at some point and see um, are these knots being tied when there's something specific happening that I'm doing wrong or which is when I get to these points in life where I know something has to change and I don't know what's happening, but I, I'm being nagged somehow by something, somebody. And I, I know I have to do something. And that's what got me to your book to begin with. All right. Something just... Yes, I was on Amazon. I was looking. Is there any more books written by the Newton Institute? Because I've got them all. I've read them all. And then, bam, there was yours. I said, oh, without doubt, this I have to get this book. I have to get this book. I was driven to buy that book. Wow. And once I bought that book, I was like, oh, my gosh, I was just blown away. <laughs> really? Wow. Oh, yes. So many things that came out in that book to all these people. Um had happened to me or the lesson that they had realized that they were, had to learn. That's what I knew had happened to me. And I was like, Oh my God, you're, you're so dumb. You didn't, you didn't catch that before. 
like in one person's story, they were going around fixing everybody's problems. And the guide was like, uh, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> you can't go take the test test for everybody when they're in school. You know, you have to let them do their own thing, live and let live. And I was like, oh, my God, that's why I went through a period of time of just fixing everybody's problems. And everything was going wrong for me as I was fixing everybody's problems. And now I know why. Yeah, because you you sort of in a way you're acting like a bit. Where when we do that, yeah. and I've I've been down that path too. We're sort of acting like God, like we got to fix this. And there's something in uh, our history that we feel bad about. We just want to yes. make the world better, but it's mm-hmm. not about us making the world their, yes. their world better. It's about us making our world better. <laughs> I I didn't realize all those people that I I helped in a big big way. I didn't realize that I was hurt, actually hurting those people. And they're going to have to repeat that lesson. I had no idea. And and all the while I'm doing this, everything around me is falling apart. What I call the curse, where every time you touch something, it breaks. You go get the mail out and the mailbox falls off on the ground. And, you know, just everything that can happen happens. And all those things are happening to me. And I'm like, well, how come all this is happening to me? And now I get it because of your book. I get it. That's I good. Get it. Well, it's really, yeah. it was really nice to get that email from you. You pointed out quite a few things that, that uh, spoke to you, and I guess that does happen to people, uh, but you decided to share it with me, and now you're sharing it with a whole yes. lot of people, which is great. Well, yeah. yes, with Michael Newton's book, it was like, okay, here it is, everybody. Believe it or not, here it is. But with your book, it went it, it went a step further and went, okay, well, here's how to fix this. Here's how to fix that the proper way so that you don't have to come back and repeat. <laughs> I don't want to come back and be Julie again, you know. And and there it was. Everything came out in your books. It all came out there for me. It was it was a blessing to find your book because it really helped me a lot. So much more than I can tell you. Every single person in there had so many answers that, oh, my gosh, I think that that is what I need to do. This person's guide is telling them, here's what you need to do to fix this. And I'm like, oh, well, there's my answer right there. You listened. And you mm-hmm. got it. So that's that's the other side of it, you know, what's that's so interesting because I've had one client come to see me who um was given she went in so easy. She had it she she was getting whole lots of information from her mm-hmm. guides and they told her to go away and meditate and she would get more, you know. Well, she came back to do another regression with me and she couldn't get anything. And I was trying to work that out because I was so looking forward to doing it with her because <laughs> he could get in so easily and she got so much great right. information. And she couldn't get right. anything. And I'm thinking, what's going on? Eventually, we got enough information to know this is what the guide said to her. You didn't do what we told you to, or what we suggested last time. Like we've given you the information. <laughs> it's like we've given you the information. You've called to Karen again. And guess what? You ain't getting anything until you start taking notice. So, right. <laughs> So it really helped me to understand that um, it's not it's not even about the gift that each person has to get to connection. We block it off by we're blocking it off without realizing that we're blocking it off. You know, if we don't right. follow the like, they're not going to keep telling you the same thing if you're not taking any notice. They'll they, right. You know, think it's going to leave it. You're not because if you're not really listening, if you're not really listening and acting. What's the point of the of keep keep keeping asking to keep asking all the time? Does that make sense? You that, keep yes. asking, they give you the answer, and you don't do it. You don't accept it. Well, then wait until you've done that bit. Then we'll we'll take you further. 
that is exactly what happened to me. I kept asking and asking and asking and asking the same thing over and over and over. And I wasn't listening. And then when I read your book, I was like, oh, my God. It was like I woke up and I started to listen. And I was like, this is what this is my answer right here. I asked that this time and this time I asked this. And it all came out there for me in your book. Then, Julie, the other the important part is that you implemented it. You see, you. Yes, I am. Yeah, I am working on it every day. I am working on everything I learned in there and then some. Because your book even went a step uh, further to talk about uh, to certain people in there. Uh, For example, Morris, they told him how to heal his illness, how he could heal his illness. And I'm like, okay, where'd this come from? This is this is fabulous. I have heard in my lifetime about people being able to cure illness whilst right here. Right yeah. here. And I saw it with my own eyes. People care in their own illness. But, you know, you're skeptical a little bit. And then here, here's Morris. Okay, well, now Morris knows how to care, care it. Well, how, how, how great is that? Well, it is. It is. But you've still got to implement it. You've still got to you do. Do, do what you're meant to do yeah. there. And not everybody can do yes. that, of course. It's, yes. Yeah. So that's the trick. Um, <clears throat> even if we've given the path, we – we need to be able to right. take, it, take it. There it is in front of us, but sometimes there's a right. few things that make it right. difficult. Yeah, so following right. our guidance is like getting the guidance is one thing. The second part of it is to follow the guidance. And if that's a choice. We've got free will. We don't have to. Yes, that is correct. And I I have sometimes difficulties in under trying to understand what he is trying to tell me my guide and so that's where i'm going to need some help from you yeah. <laughs> yeah well we'll we i'd be really happy to do that and we'll do that so we'll do it the other way around in the past my other yeah. podcast guests have done the regression and then we've talked about it this time we're doing it the other way around right <laughs> and, and then then julie we'll see we might do another one after that so let me just see if yeah. there's anything else that i want to ask you before we finish um okay so your 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 guides are there in some form um do you get a sense of your guide yes yeah yes yep yeah. and, and has he got a name his name is michael Right. So you've. I can't remember if we talked about that before or later. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so you, 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 your guide is there, and he's available to you. He is, and sometimes I will pester him and pester him. And, and one particular time, he he came and he showed me a scene. I was every day. Help me, please. Help me. Help me. Help me. And he taught. He came. He was angry at me, and he said, "It's not important." that you make it or you don't make it. It's important that you try. That's the only thing. And then he showed me a scene and he pointed and he, and there was two mesas, like a, a big small cliff way up in the sky. And that's where we were on one. And there was a log going from this side to the other side. And he goes, okay, drive your car across that log. And I said, I can't, there's not two logs. And he goes, well, look, I did. There's my car. And he was very mad at me because I was, you know, help me, help me, help me. And I think he had been trying to tell me the whole time and I just wasn't listening. So was he trying to tell you to keep, to go forward where you were being fearful and pulling back? Is that what you mean? Yes. Yes. He was saying, uh, you need to take this challenge, do this, go for it. What's your problem? 
Okay. Yes, and he, he did not look very friendly on that day. And he pointed really? and said, look. <laughs> so he's saying even though it looks impossible, just go ahead and go you for it. You can do this. Yes, yeah. you can do this. Yeah. And he okay. said it's not important if you win or if you lose. It's not important. It's only important that you try. That is the that thing. You give you it try. a go. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So yes. I guess what he's saying is a lot of us want to know that we're going to get to the other side, right? like safely. Yes. And he's yes. saying, well, you don't know that and you've got to give it a go anyway. And yeah. of course, if you believe and trust and say, well, I'm going to give it a go and whatever happens, I'm going to be pleased I've given it a go, then right. most of the time you probably get to the other side anyway. But you've yes. got to give it a go. Yeah, I think yes. that's true. It's tricky, isn't mm -hmm. it? Recently yes. I did this trip, you know, because you contacted me when I was still in America and I was a bit nervous about this. It was two months and I was a bit nervous about going. Um, I think that was just old patterning, you know, old patterns from the right. past where things had, had been difficult, had gone wrong, and uh, I was a bit nervous. And then I just thought, well, maybe I'll come back, maybe I won't. I thought, well, I come back, you know. Oh, of course <laughs> I did. But, you know, there was that feeling and I just thought, well, you're just going to do it anyway. And it just turned out great, everything that everything went really, really well. But I didn't know for sure whether it was going to or not till. I right. So I guess that's what they're saying to us, you know, you've got to put yourself out there and trust. Yes. But it's yeah. it, but if you if it doesn't work out, like you know, that's okay too, because we don't die. We don't die, we keep going. Our journeys continue. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you have to try. That's what he said. You have yeah, to try. I remember before when we were talking before we started recording, you said something about you had a fear about for a little while about the devil. And then Michael came to you and said um, something. And do you want to share that? That was a funny story. Sure. Do you remember? Yes. I I went through a period of time where these demonic sort of creatures were haunting me terribly late at night. And I'd close my eyes and they'd be right there on my eyelid. And I, I was terrified every single day. I got so depressed. And then I'd be sleeping all day because I couldn't sleep at night. And they would mimic me on everything I did during the day and make fun of me and do all these things. And I was just, it was just absolutely terrifying. And then uh, Michael came and he came in a form of, he was probably a good, maybe <laughs> close to seven feet tall at that point in time. And he had this gold medallion right on his chest and I couldn't see, I was trying to look at the medallion. I couldn't, it was blurred out. And he picked up, it was completely still one of the heads of these demonic beings and he put it right here in front of my face and he said you're afraid of this he goes why are you afraid of this and i didn't answer and he said seriously he goes you're afraid of this look at this he goes after everything that you've been through you're afraid of this <laughs> it's like it was a puppet or something <laughs> yes yes there was they were they were there they were they were kind of like puppets all there like just laying there they weren't yeah. alive or anything it was very strange yeah <laughs> and so that was it then yes it? and i i learned on that day if those things come and you're closing your eyes to go to sleep and you all of a sudden see a demonic face if you just tough up and glare at that nasty face as long as you can and growl at it it'll go away and and every now and then i think they they test me and yeah. they throw the nasty face at me and I'll just stare, glare it down and come on, man. <laughs> and it goes it, right away. 
That's exactly what it is. And so I, I wanted you to give that story to people because it's about not hooking in. And yes. what I mean by not hooking in is that you stay strong and you say, you ain't going to fool me. I know that there's nothing real there. <laughs> yeah. You know, this and you know, I'm not going to be afraid. <laughs> you know, it's just overcoming that fear and realizing that we are actually safe. We are safe and we can be safe. Yes. And yes, we are. And trusting in that, that we are safe. So I'm really pleased you just shared that and you've overcome that. And I've I've had some of that myself in the past. And I just know that everything, even though there's all these difficulties and struggles in the world, that they're all for a purpose. And eventually, like, this is a place of learning. It is a predator yes. place, but it's, but it's a place of learning and we don't have to hook into the negativity. Right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. And so, I'm learning. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just want to still say that to the people who are listening. We don't need to hook into that negativity. And, yes, sometimes it's hard to pull ourselves out of it. But that was just a neat little example of, uh, yeah, you were really scared and then now you're not. And Yes. You're not going to scare me. And there's people in the world who want to do that to us too. And we need to be able to right. stand up strong and straight and say, you know, right. have those boundaries there. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, look, you know, it's been great talking to you, Julie. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, we yes. might do another one and I'll let people know when we do. And, okay. yeah, we'll, we'll stay in contact. And just really delighted that you came on the show, the podcast and – talked well, about your you. experiences yeah is there anything you want to add before <laughs> we go i think um if anybody's having any doubts in their life or anything they seriously should pick up a copy of your book and read it because so many answers came out for me and really it would be helpful for them and especially people who just don't know what to do or where to go they're like at, at a point in life where they just want to give up because this might something in here might snap them back to the present like it did for me yeah i can't wait to me read your next book i'm just i cannot wait well i've got to remember i've got i've actually got four books out there two with other people i wrote and the one you went there was the first book i wrote other lives other realms yeah yes and then there's another one i've written recently called lost soul wise soul yes i have that yeah that one and then of course i'm writing another book but eventually will come out, I hope. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see. That's, That's different. Great. That's a bit different. That's a fiction book. But, um, yeah, I love writing and I love doing the regressions with people. So And I love sharing what I learn with people. And yeah. you, my guests all love doing that too, which is wonderful. Yes, it is wonderful. And I'm I'm so happy that they all shared all the things in your book because it really changed everything in my life for me because I was searching to find out what I was doing wrong because I'm not getting a clear message from my guide. And then there it was. And I knew without doubt when I read some of their stories that this is what I need to do. And I knew it. there was a zero doubt in my mind. This is it. This is what I need to do. And I, I go back and I keep the book here and I go back whenever I have to look and I have some pages in here and I'll be like, okay, I got to reread that one <laughs> because yeah, I don't yeah. remember what it says. Yes. I do that with <laughs> books too, you know. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, it is it's worthwhile doing that because you want to stay on track and we can get distracted here on this planet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, well, thank you for sharing that. Thanks for sharing everything that yeah. you did, Julie. And, uh, yeah, we'll say goodbye. 
Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in today. Please feel free to access my website, lifebetweenlivesregression.com.au for much more information about past lives and life between lives. You also might want to tune in to my Twitter and my Instagram account and my Facebook page, Karen Joy Author. On my website, you will find case studies explored in depth in my blogs and in my books and locate other useful information and resources. Thank you for listening.